We're glad you're listening to Rhema for Today. He said he would take sickness away from the midst of them, didn't he? Now, he didn't tell them they weren't going to die. You know, you say, God don't want a sickness. Well, how would you die? See, they automatically think, because most folks do it, you got to get sick to die. Well, you don't have to. Well, it's a remarkable fact. You can read your Bible for yourself that as long as Israel kept their covenant, as long as Israel walked in the covenant, that there was no sickness among them. Welcome to Rama for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagan. Today you'll hear more from Kenneth E. Hagan on his teaching, Seven Things You Should Know About Divine Healing, next on Rama for Today Radio. Also, later in today's program, I'll tell you about this month's special radio offer. Right now, let's join Kenneth E. Hagan for today's message. I'm talking about the most important things that you ought to know, should know, about divine healing. Now then, the third one is, you should know how God dealt with sickness in the Old Testament as well as the New Testament. Now, why should you know that? And the simple reason is that God is the same. He changeth not. The Bible tells us he's not even a shadow of turning with him. So you see, some people said, well, yeah, but we're not living under the old covenant. Yeah, I know that. But God hasn't changed. If he was against sin in the old covenant, he's against sin in the new covenant, isn't he? If he's against sickness in the, under the old covenant, he's against sickness under the new covenant. If he didn't want his people under the old covenant, which is not as good as the new one, to be sick, then he certainly doesn't want his people under the new covenant that's a better covenant to be sick or else it's not a better covenant. If he made provision under the old covenant for his people to be well, and our covenant's not as good a covenant as that, Bible said it's better, then we know he doesn't want his people under the new covenant to be sick. Amen. That's plain enough to me to any sensible, intelligent person. Now, let's go back to the Old Testament then and, and just look at what God said and did. Hallelujah. You see, you learn something about the nature of God because he, he, his nature doesn't change. When Israel came out of Egypt, she was God's own covenant people. And as soon as that nation had crossed the Red Sea and started toward her homeland, Canaan's land, you know, the angel of the covenant said to Moses, in Exodus, the 15th chapter, the 26th verse, If thou wilt diligently hearken to the voice of Jehovah thy God, and will do that which is right in his eyes, and will give ear to his commandments, and keep all of his statutes, I will permit none of the diseases upon thee which I permitted upon the Egyptians, for I am Jehovah, or the Lord that healeth thee. Now, the student of Hebrew, remember the Old Testament is written in Hebrew. You'll notice that I use the word permit there in the place of put. King James has the word put there. That's where people get the idea that God puts sickness on people. Dr. Robert Young is the author of Young's Analytical Greek and Hebrew Concordance. That's accepted in any institute of learning. Well, he had another book called Hints to Bible Interpretation. And in that book, Hints to Bible Interpretation, he pointed out that in the Hebrew... These verbs, like this verb here, is in the permissive sense. 
That's the reason I put the word permit in there, and, that's, uh, and he did the same. That we had no permissive sense for our verbs in the English, and so the translators just left it in the causative sense. You see, I will, King James said, I will put none of these diseases upon thee, which I have put upon the Egyptians. Well, by reading the rest of the Bible and by studying it, even from the King James, we find out that God didn't put disease on anybody. But when you study the Hebrew, like I said, you understand then, any Hebrew student will recognize the fact that to literally translate that, I will permit none of these diseases upon thee which I have permitted upon the Egyptians. You see, there's a vast difference between permission and commission. A lot of times, so that folks will, uh, will understand this, I, I point out a number of other scriptures in the Bible, the Old Testament particularly. For instance, where it says, uh, is there evil in a city and has God not done it? Well, you immediately know that's wrong. Just stop and ask yourself the question, is there any evil in this city? Is anybody being killed or shot or mugged or robbed? Well, plenty of evil's going on, aren't they? Well, according to that text, then God did it. But see, when you know then that the verb is in the permissive sense, it says, and God has not permitted. See, he'll permit you on the way home from this service today to stop by and rob a fitness station if you want to or store. But he sure won't commission you to do it. Can you see the difference? See, there's a vast difference. We need to know that. Folks need to understand that. Now, see, God did not put the diseases upon Egypt. Neither did he put the diseases upon the Egyptians. It's Satan, the God of this world, who made men sick. That's the reason that he said, if you walk in my statutes and keep my commandments, you see, that this won't happen to you then. And so then again in Exodus, the 23rd chapter, the 25th and 26th verses. Now underline these words and verses. Write them down. Mark them. Don't forget them. And ye shall serve the Lord your God, or Jehovah your God, and he will bless thy bread and thy water, and I will take sickness away from the midst of thee. Well, he must not have wanted them sick then, must he? If he wanted to take it away from the midst of them. There shall none cast her young, nor be barren in the land. Now notice this. The number of thy days I will fulfill. Now, he said he would take sickness away from the midst of them, didn't he? Now, he didn't tell them they weren't going to die. You know, you say... God don't want a sickness. Well, how would you die? See, they automatically think, because most folks do it, you've got to get sick to die. Well, you don't have to. Well, it's a remarkable fact. You can read your Bible for yourself that as long as Israel kept their covenant, as long as Israel walked in the covenant, that there was no sickness among them. There's no record of any babies or any young people ever having died as long as they kept the covenant. She said, there shall none cast her young. There were to be no miscarriages among them. There were to be no barren wives in the land. Every home was to have children. The number of thy days I will fulfill, he said. There were to be no premature deaths. Every person was to grow to full age before he laid down his work. Now, this is a remarkable fact, but it's absolutely true, isn't it? You see, he, the Lord, Jehovah, became their healer. He became their protector. He became the supplier of their every need. He was everything they needed. 
We used to sing a little chorus, you know, he's all I need. Thank God he is. Now look again, Deuteronomy the seventh chapter, 13th through the 15th verses. And he will love thee and bless thee and multiply thee. And he will also bless the fruit of thy body and the fruit of thy ground, thy grain and thy new wine and thine oil, the increase of thy cattle and the young of thy flock in the land which he swore unto thy fathers to give thee. Thou shalt be blessed above all peoples. There shall not be male or female barren among you or among your cattle. And the Lord, our Jehovah, will take away from thee all sickness. How much? All. Now, there's a reason that I keep saying, you know, King James says, and the Lord, I keep using the word Jehovah there because that's really the word that's used in the Hebrew, Jehovah. I keep using that because I'm going to get to that in another little direction in a moment. Now, notice that the Lord, or Jehovah, according to the scripture we just read, was to meet their every need, supply every demand of this people. He was to be intimately in contact with every member of the family. Hallelujah. Everything connected with them was to bear the stamp of prosperity and success. Disease and sickness was not to be tolerated among them. Can you see that? Now, like I said, you read these scriptures and see, I've had people to say to me, because I've been reading and preaching from them for years, they'd say, well, yeah, but now that's just for the Jews. Well, has God changed? Israel was God's people of the old covenant. Well, now you just stop and think just a minute. According to the word of God, without looking up scripture, I think you know it, that the book of Hebrews tells us that we have a better covenant established upon better promises. Well, now, if under a covenant that's not as good as ours, they could be prosperous. According to these scriptures, you know, he talked about he'd bless their bread, their water, your cattle, and all of it. That's prosperity, isn't it? Now, if under a covenant that's not as good as ours, they could be blessed and prosper, and sickness could be taken away from them, Let's read that again. It's all because he will love thee. <laughs> Has his love changed now? He don't love us like he loved them now. So he wants us to stay sick, filled with disease and pain. He don't love us like he loved them. And we are the body of Christ. We are the body of his own beloved son. They were not sons of God. Israel were servants of God. If he didn't want his servants sick, he must not want his sons sick. All right. He will love thee and bless thee and multiply thee. He will also bless the fruit of thy body, the fruit of thy ground, thy grain and thy new wine and thine oil, the increase of thy cattle, the young of thy flock. Isn't that prosperity? How else would you interpret that? Thou shalt be blessed above all peoples. There shall not be male or female barren among you or among your cattle. And the Lord, Jehovah, will take sickness away from the midst of thee. Well, now, if that's God's provision for his people under a covenant that's not as good as ours, what should we have? Welcome to Rhema for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagan. You can find more great materials by Kenneth E. Hagan, Kenneth W. Hagan, and the rest of the Hagan family by visiting our online bookstore. Right now, I'd like to tell you about this month's special radio offer. 
first in this month's offer is the Kenneth E. Hagen Legacy Bible, a beautiful soft leather bound Bible with his 26 original lessons on faith and a memorable portrait. Also, four CDs from the Hagen family that include How to Grow in Love by Kenneth W. Hagen, The Lord Our Peace by Lynette Hagen, from Craig Hagen, Healing Belongs to You, and finally from Denise Hagen Burns, New Seasons, all for the special radio price of $140. Call toll free 1 888 Faith 99. Again, call toll free 1 888 Faith 99. You can also order online at rhema.org. That's R H E M A dot O R G. Rhema.org. Or if you prefer to write to Kenneth Hagen Ministries, our address is P.O. Box 50126, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74150. We always love to hear from our listeners, so write in or email us today and become a part of Rama for Today. Right now, let's join Kenneth and Lynette Hagen. Crusade time. We're going to be January the 23rd through the 25th, Sunday through Tuesday at Lake Worth, Florida at Believer's Victory Church, Pastors Scott and Peggy Hill. Yep. And then we're going to move over to St. Augustine, Florida on the uh, Wednesday. 26th, mm -hmm. Wednesday mm -hmm. through Friday night, the 28th at Anchor Faith Church, Pastors Earl and Marcy Glisson. And then we are staying over yes. and we'll be preaching there on Sunday morning in a special, special service there as they have uh, purchased the, the property there. Yes. And it's going to be a special dedication celebration type service, service. Yes. or celebration service, we call it. So, hey, come on down to Florida and, and spend a, a week with us That's here. Right. That, right should there. be warm. It should be warm. Tomorrow on Rama for Today, we'll continue Kenneth E. Hagen's life-changing teaching. That's next time on Rama for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagen.